0: Podcast is part of the sports social podcast network.
1: The footballistically Arsenal podcast is sponsored by Labrooks and if you want to check out their great offers you can go to bet.arsenalpodcast.net.
2: Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. We're back. Well, it seems like a long break, Josh. I'm Boyd Hilton. This is Sidekick, Sidekick Josh, Landy.
1: Well, I haven't been with you for three weeks. Oh, good, yeah. Because yeah, you had Sophia, who did a terrific job. Oh, of course. Uh, Alan and Gareth. Yeah. So I missed it. But you, were, I, just, I just want to get this out of the way. Because we're going to talk about how great Arsenal were last night and how mm-hmm. great the football has been. Yeah. I There were sort of undertones in that podcast of sort of, Trying to point fingers at the people who did love Arsene Wenger and of course, and I, don't, I think we all need to move on. Let's just enjoy it. It's not let's about oh, all the Josh, people. Oh, yes.
2: you're only saying that. Listen, this to, is to, uh, we'll introduce our, our glorious guest no, in a I'm second. But it let's get you get out there, let's, get, yeah, you're out there let's just say if this um, season had been a disaster so far, if we were languishing mid table and if had gone, do you seriously suggesting me you wouldn't be telling us right now that it was all about how brilliant Arsene Wenger was and how everything's been a disaster since he left? Don't Basically, it's, it's what if, if you, no. whatever side of the argument you're on. You see everything is refracted through that because he was with us for 21 years. This is amazing because he's he's left and yet he's still with yes. us. by the way that these conversations yes. are going. We'll talk about that. In talk depth. About it it. Was We've got birthday. two great guests. We've got two great guests. You're the one who didn't let me introduce a great guest, Josh. Yeah, it is already? my fault. We should be better at Gr- this. after we should five be. And half it's, years. Uh, it's unprofessional. Graham Goodkind is here uh, of Frank PR fame and other other. Lots of no, different lots bits of and, different pieces. Pieces.
0: And, and, and pieces.
2: That's the fame bit, I guess. It is the fame bit, definitely. And Trevor Harris, commentator, writer, journalist.
3: <laughs> A journalist would be fair, only for about <laughs> thirty-five years, though, boy. I mean, it's not enough. Uh,
2: and both avid followers of the Arsenal Football Club. I'm going to begin with. Apart from let's let's we'll push the the Wenger obsession to the to the uh, to the back of the agenda. But the most extraordinary thing last night, again, even more so. We mentioned this last time because it was the same. It was a bit less in the Fulham game, but it was still there. That every single game this season, pretty much, the team selection and the tactics have been not been great in the first half, and then he changes it, and in the second half, it suddenly all comes together. And I mean, last night was just extraordinary contrast between the two halves. And every, I mean, we're all going on about everything—the the, the brilliant goal that was knitted together. Great t- two great team goals in a row in two games in a row. Erzl being brilliant last night, but none of that was happening in the first half. So I'm, I find this completely. Now I'm like, is this is this Unai Emery's deliberate technique? Is he deliberately
0: lolly opposition? Yeah, l- sort of setting, not setting us
2: up properly in the first half and coming up with sl- with with team selections that don't really work tactically. They don't really knit together, and then changing it, and then it all become all comes good. It's, it, it, but it is a thing, isn't it? It's definitely a thing, Greg. Yeah, I think they. Um, it's like
0: they take time to get into gear. I think the difference between the Fulham game and the Leicester game last night was I thought we actually had a no outlet on the left-hand side at all. And once that changed, that was when the game changed, really, for me. And I thought, actually, the last 10 minutes of the first half, we started to get our mojo back a bit. So right. we kicked in a bit earlier than yes. it wasn't like... They got in the dressing room. He said some words of wisdom, and then we came out and were a different team. I think we started to transform in the last five, ten minutes. They thought, "Hey, we better get a goal before half time," and luckily they did. And then in the second half, it was uh, it was just beautiful to watch.
3: Yeah, I mean, I thought after they scored, and they deservedly were leading. They could have been, you know, more than one 0 up. Yeah. After they scored, we improved a little bit. To me, the the key moment in the game was the equaliser. They were going to go in one little upper half-time, having outplayed us. Instead of that, it's one-all. We've got all the momentum, and the second half was very, very one-sided, as you said. But it is bizarre, Boyd. I mean, you just wonder why Emery doesn't say to him, look, can we just try playing for the first 20 minutes like we mean it? rather yeah. than?" Get, it's almost like we need to go a goal down. For us to somehow suddenly inject some urgency into the play. But I think it's I feel it's partly his fault though. Like I, I credit him, so I'm like I'm completely in, in two minds about him
2: right now, because I, I feel it's you know, ten wins in a row. You can't you can't lie against that. He's brilliantly his his changes always work, you know, and they seem totally logical and sensible. But the initial team selection still seems to me weird and like so I looked at the team selection last night, I assumed after the five one against Fulham, I assumed he would go pretty much unchanged, obviously barring um, injuries. So he had to play Lichtenstein, didn't he? Because um, Romario wasn't fit. And that Lichtenstein was no, clearly, no, clearly not ideal. Yeah, it, right? And Colazinac had a, some Colasso injuries. Right. But, yeah. So apart from that, and bringing back Ozil, which we talked about, we'll have a big, we'll have a big discussion about Ozil in, in, in a second. But I was, but not playing Aubameyang, for example, I thought was weird. Because surely we've learned by now that Lacazette, either of them on their own, I don't feel really worked. And they had three centre-backs dealing with our mm-hmm. one. And you know we played, we kind of played two strikers, and it worked really well against Fulham. You know, so he changed that, and I didn't really, I get why he felt he needed to change that. And once he, once he, so I feel the initial team selection is part of the issue of why they don't play well for twenty or thirty-five minutes.
1: Yeah, if you're if you're being critical, it's it's a massive question mark because I, I think you've got you've to be got realistic, haven't
2: you? Be- the, the, in the first half, I just said we could have been two or three goals down
1: easily, easily. I mean, even the Arsenal highlights, which are you know PR highlights, I, w- yeah. I would say that go on the Arsenal website. The first four. You know, highlights they showed in, in, in of the ten minutes that goes up on the website are all Leicester chances, and I think there is a couple of more moves that that could have been shown. So, one hundred percent, we we as Trevor said deservedly, you know, were one 0 down. Could have been more. You've got all week to prepare for that game, and and in this case, they've had longer than a week yeah. to prepare for this game, and he's got it. You could say he's got it wrong because yeah. you know Leicester tactically for that first forty games and look, yeah, so it's a weakness, but it's a huge strength to be able to show that's come back. I, I, I spoke to, to Nigel Winterburn on the on the phone earlier today, work-wise, and I said to him, you know, give me a ex-player's opinion on, mm. on what happening. And he didn't have an answer. He, he said it, there was, you know, no reason that there should be a situation where it immediately you know, changes at half-time. And even Owobi in his post-match interview, was sort of struggling for an answer when he was sort of asked that question. About struggling why, for an
3: answer on the pitch for most yeah. of the game as well, mate. Gosh, no, I
0: thought Wobey was good. In
3: the well, first, he
2: was, in the he first better, half. It was better than Mkhitaryan.
3: Mkhitaryan Wobie was great. I thought Wobey
0: was good. He got man of the match. Did he
1: get Man of the Match over Ozil? Did yeah.
0: he? I mean, he was posting on social media that he was Man Wobie of the Match, was, award, which wow. he to his I dad. I thought it was, was, quite was sweet. It was nice.
1: almost unplayable at times. It's like. is it, it won't be, it's almost like a new signing because a couple of years ago, you would never have gone. There is a guy who is going to be a first team Arsenal footballer. Like, when everyone's fit, he will be getting selected. Um. And that you have to give credit to to the manager. I, I have a theory on that think.
0: why we get stronger as the game goes on, and I think it's to do with physical fitness a bit. That's why it would we got you know look stronger in the last ten minutes of the first half. Well, that's Belerin's answer. Bellerin they, basically said that on Sky. Won't be, but when you watch Iwobi. Iwobi talking about him. He looks like a different you know, a different player, not... I mean, it's it has got the still the same skill and technique as he had. Maybe it's more confident, but it certainly looks physically much stronger. Ozil looks stronger like he can sail through. Again. I mean, they all look like they've yeah. gone up a notch fitness, and there's been a lot made of Emery's new regime there and his yeah. tent or whatever, his built just, just adjacent to the pitches. It, you know, and that's got to have something to do with it. And maybe as the game goes on, that's why we get better, because actually we're, we're, we're A, we're miles fitter than what we were, and miles fitter than, than the opposition. Sometimes
3: I think the problem with that is that when we play, as we will be doing in a couple of games, Liverpool and later we play United and Spurs and obviously City again. Mm. Um, if we start the way we started against Leicester, we'll be three 0 down at half so time. Doesn't matter how much fitter we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the game will be done and exactly. dusted. Yeah, I agree with
2: that. And and I and, and I think um, all, so that, all you know. Last night, watch again, watching it back last night. You know, Jamie Carragher and Graham Souness were saying you know that. They was, you cannot not you can't ignore the fact that the decision uh, to mention it again that he didn't pick Aubameyang with Lacazette was weird,
3: oh, baffling. baffling, baffling.
2: And if and, and and you're absolutely right that replicate that first half that 31st 30, 35 minutes before we started playing well and and it, it can't carry on working like that. I almost feel like we we're running out. So something a lot of things are getting better because the second half was so good and plus 10 minutes of the first half was so good and our expected goals ratio is getting better, isn't it? Like the actual so those things, but. I don't think we can afford. I'm, I'm still... So I'm incredibly excited. I think it's brilliantly exciting is the overall picture. And by the way, I do also think him changing stuff in a very, like... It's almost like he's got no ego. So even... Because, you know, changing stuff pretty quickly as he does. So I mean, he didn't change it in, the, in, in half-time, but he changed it for, so, quite soon after in the second half. Mm. you're basically saying, I got it wrong. I did get it wrong, and you've changed it all around. But he did something something very different. I mean, he did something Wenger would never have done in a million years. Right, that's what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is, the big contrast for me, apart from all of the fitness regime and all of that is... This has been going on for years that Wenger picked weird teams. You know, a lot, a lot of pun not just fans like us, but actual experts. Well, and, and never changed it Never changed until the, the 70th right, minute. It became the biggest joke in football. Yeah. But that was there was truth to that joke, and it was it was a weird, sick joke. How long it took him to chase stuff with Emery? He is absolutely sorting stuff out, and and, and I think that and is that was a great move. I mean, that was a great moving move, yeah. moving Jacker over onto yeah. the left and
0: getting Guendouzi on for the last half an hour was. I mean, Guendouzi also just came on and just totally. slotted in like he'd been playing yeah. for Arsenal for three, four years. I mean, you know, looks, looks a great talent as well.
3: I think with with Emery, though, I think our, all our listeners will understand. You work for a company, whatever job you do, and you have a boss, and you've had that same boss for a long time. And yeah. when he goes yeah. and someone else comes in, you are trying to impress from the start, aren't you? You're trying to be noticed. Oh, I'm here. This is what I do. I'm good at it. So I'm not surprised there's been a lift since Wenger left. I think that's natural. My one issue with Emery so far is that I was expecting to see a bit more organisation defensively. I think we look good going forward, but we Mm. look pretty good going forward for a lot of Wenger's reign, even the end of it. And I haven't seen that yet. We've lost to the two decent teams we've played. Well, I'd say one very good team in City and one good team with an exceptional player in Chelsea. The eight and Chelsea teams. Chelsea was close. I mean, you know, yeah, okay. Yeah. Unlucky. The, Unlucky. The, the rest of the matches that we've played against uh, in the Premier League, admittedly, we weren't winning at places like Newcastle under Venga towards the end. So, fair play. You can only beat the team that turns up against you, but they're not. The test that we need to judge Emory by. Yeah. the same with the Europa League and obviously with Brentford in the in the League Cup. So I, I want to see, you know, I want to see us against Liverpool, City, United. Now he's had this yeah, little bending in period to but make a judgment.
2: But I get, uh, but I agree with all of that. But I think the the lesson for me with that just just with you know is that at the very least we're on a we've slightly improved. So oh, I think, definitely, and and I feel like. That it, even though you're right, the defensive problems are still there, and teams, every team gets chances against us, don't they? I mean, you know, it, it's, it's the best
3: bet in football, both teams to yeah. score in every Arsenal it is, game,
2: right? But taking that on board, I still think the improvement is palpable, into mentally. You know, the irony was. You can go on about mental strength for for a decade, pretty much. But that was one of our big weaknesses in the last, you know, four or five years. I feel there's now we genuinely are mentally strong. So when we go 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 down, which we always practically half the time we do, we come back from it, and they look like they like they never look like falling apart psychologically, which they always seem capable of. I think a lot.
0: I I generally think a lot of it comes from their 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 physical. Yeah. prowess I, I really think i mean if you 're physically stronger you 're mentally stronger as well, and I think that yeah. helps in your confidence uh, to be able to to get back from it and they they do you know and and the difference is that old players we 've had a while look actually better and they look better because yeah. physically they 're all over the pitch more they 're covering more ground they 're doing stuff they never did before, and you know then they get more confident in their ability as mm. as such i think there 's a lot you know there 's a lot of work that he 's doing behind the scenes at Coney and probably other coaches are doing as well that is contributing to this you know you're completely right that we haven't really been put to the
2: test yeah. did, did you see the the Bellerin interview on Sky I thought that was really Yeah interesting. I watched it back it was so interesting wasn't it because I thought what almost right between the lines because he was asked explicitly Jamie Carey explicitly said to him what's different now from when when mm. from the Wenger era and he kind of said well I am being given the freedom to attack more, but I, I, I'm confident there's going to be cover behind me. And you think, how basic must it have been? You know, I, I, again, I'm not just, I'm not just, um, this isn't all my agenda. I do have an agenda in, you know, justifying my critique of Wenger over the last few years. But even ignoring that, how bizarre is it that only now is, is Pek de Bellerin confident enough to, to be an attacking, a proper attacking fullback, one of our biggest attacking threats, the second most highest amount of assists in, in the Premier League. Because he's got some kind of cover, and I know defensively we still have issues, but at least there's that. At least that kind of thing is going on. Mm,
1: yeah. it, he didn't look like he was so happy with the question in a way. He looked like, how do I answer? Well, it's it a tough one. Like, yeah, because yeah. you know it's Arsen's birthday. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Wenger, Wenger discovered him really and plucked him out. Right. Of the yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, here he was someone, and you know, it was only due to injury to Debushi that he ever even got that opportunity, yeah. and so you know. But then he you know was shown a lot of faith, and he's. You know, been one of the players. that has been the mainstays uh, of our of our team. I I, I don't know. It, you know, his his answer was kind of trying. I think to not say anything too of critical. Course. Yeah, but um, that
2: mere fact is. I mean, but he, I don't know. know is it, are you
1: really suggesting that just because Gwendozi sort of going to fill in if you if you bomb up on the are we because, really yeah, suggesting that we haven't that
2: had a and, and we haven't had those pl- players of that of that calibre in the midfield, particularly in the midfield, have we? I mean, we just haven't. And, you know, whoever gets the credit for it, I'm not, I'm just saying it hasn't, it's been a huge absence. I think they've probably,
0: well, they definitely have got a system that when someone vacates a space, someone goes into that space. And there's much more of a drill, a much more of a regimented pattern of play than yeah. there ever was before. So yeah. that's probably what he means, that, yeah. you know, there is a plan yeah. that when there's space, you will see little yeah. Torreira go into that, um, you know, the gap that's been... Vacated
1: by someone going forward, either side. Yeah, yeah. I just sort of wonder—is I, I sort of—I I think he was trying to give a very simple "How do I get out of this?" sort of question answer because I can't—you can't believe it, under Arsene Wenger that there was no aspect that players cover each other when players go <laughs> forward. No, I'm sorry, we didn't sit there and watch, you know, n- n- like totally tactical like, without tactics football under Arsene Wenger. It didn't happen. Josh, Josh some would say so help help we did. We, we, I don't think there was a complete <laughs> devoid, devoid idea of I mean, watching this, any tactics. I, I'm
2: just going to leave that no, there. OK, fine. No, I don't need to rehash it. that, but I'll leave that there.
3: But don't you think it's bizarre? When I mean, in the first 25 minutes last night, there were two or three incidents. Uh, one, I think, was Madison, and the other one, I think, was Ian Acho. And on both occasions... They had the ball maybe, I don't know, five or six yards outside of our box, and no one closed them down. This is a, like a, a basic... Just stood there saying if you fancy a shot, great, have, have one. And that I find that really worrying, that you have a new coach come in, and one of his basic things is, look, we have to be tight on players. You can't allow quality players like Madison and Nacho to be, you know, have the freedom of North London, as they did in the first 20, 25 minutes, and get down both flanks as well. And when we play Liverpool... At the Emirates in a couple of weeks' time, you know, I, I genuinely fear because they've got pace as well. I mean, you mentioned uh, the main man up front for them, but they've got they've got all kinds of other avenues to hurt us. I think that will be a an absolutely fascinating test because I can't see us stopping them scoring, and even in the early kind of or just after it's sort called of the midpoint of Wenger's reign. Where, <clears throat> excuse me, we kind of he had that policy of okay, you can score three if you like, because we'll score four or five because we got Omri and Burkham I, I don't think that applies anymore. I think that make, I, well. I think that applies more though. I think I'm more confident that
2: we score. I mean, which we are now scoring, you know, goals frequently. We've got brilliant attacking players, yes. even better, markedly better than late period Venger. But do, doesn't it worry so, you how
3: open we are though? Oh, right? it,
2: I mean, it worries me, but. <laughs> I feel that realistically, those players, those defenders that he's got, aren't capable of being reliably uh, a reliable unit to close down. I just don't think it's ever going to happen. So I feel like actually the focus on that attacking unit saving us is is probably the best bet. And people are saying it about Man United now. I mean, it's interesting. I feel that you know, I mean, Man United's defence is shambolic, and, and they're in this situation where Mourinho, of all people, is supposed to be the one, the master of building a solid unit. And stopping the opposition of that. I mean, they can't do it either. I feel like defending generally seems to have gone. I mean, you know, apart from Liverpool, who've sorted it all out. Perhaps with the b- purchase of one very expensive defender, yeah. I feel generally the art of defending has seems to have kind of collapsed. So, I, and I definitely feel with Arsenal, our best bet is to, is to play as many of your best attacking players as you can and working out the best way of, of yeah, it. Ma- I think your point is there's many more quality
0: attackers about than there are quality defenders. Well, definitely in, in our squad. But in general, you know, there, yeah. there is, you know, kind of, true, even yeah. if you look at Liverpool, they've got one standout defender that they paid 50 yeah. million for, but yeah. they've got. Three or four attacking players that they paid fifty million a piece for, or 40 50 million a piece for. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's where the money goes.
1: There is also an argument you can make that you know, the, the foundation of the, the defence is a central defensive pairing, and through injuries, we don't have our best central defender. No. But do you, do you think it will make, make a big difference interest. when
3: he comes back, though, Josh?
1: I, or, I do. I feel more confident when Kachelle playing. Yes. I, I feel
3: more confident, but I still think we'll be very open.
1: I still think we'll be open. But look, you could you can look at that back four last night. you yeah. got no Monreal, and there's no one playing at left-back. And I think Lee Steiner is a, quite a significant step down as a left-back mm. behind Monreal. No Kachelni probably compared to Holding. That's also a step down. So I think you could you could say if you want to be a positive, you know, positivist, looking at that game last night, you could go well. Th- there is huge room for improvement, but you know we're getting these victories without our best players, without the back line, with a new goalkeeper behind them, who's looked. I've, fine. I like him. Who's I like, like him. I don't quite know if he'll. I I don't know if he'll he'll stick as a number one because I think if he does then that is signaling the end of, of Czech at Arsenal. I don't and think we can play he... our
0: style of football with Czech. No, I think the if he's chosen games. him at the start I think he, of the season, he... he didn't pull
1: him out because of an error yeah, when we he look... had the opportunity to. I think he'll go back to. But Cech. we look
0: much better. Just the the third goal last night starting yeah. off with the yeah, keeper. I agree, the yeah. goal against Fulham started off with him as well. You, Czech, wouldn't start that. And there were so many moments with Czech when Czech was playing. Where the other team knew that Check wasn't very good on the ball compared to Leno, mm-hmm. and would we'll put him under immense pressure. And we looked really yeah. wobbly. But then, why do you think he went with
2: Czech? Why do you think he went with
0: Czech? I think he was, you know, the legacy of giving him a chance. He was the guy. Yeah, he the what, job he gave, until... Yeah, it wasn't.
2: The, he wasn't the only one, was he? He pretty much gave all the old guard a chance to the, yeah. at the start of the season. I mean, even it you know, remember how long it took. Um, you know, the midfielder. What's his name? To, Torreira. to get To Thank you. Well, he was only replacing Guendouzi, He was also new.
0: I thought, and I have to say, just on Torreira, I thought last night again. He he does that. He's a bit of that um, Gilberto type role a lot yeah. of the time. Is that he's covering holes, he's covering spaces. Yeah. Terrific. You know, I'm watching yeah. it. I just I just thought he was phenomenal. The only thing I was a bit upset with, which I did some homework before uh, the match, is that I love his new song as well. You know, his oh, yeah. only he's, he comes from, he's, comes from your guys, only five foot five. It, totally. I checked up. One point six eight meters is his height. What's that in feet? Five foot six. No, that's not true. I'm sorry it is. I'm five and foot I was, six. I right, was really upset I that his song foot... is not actually
2: factually spot on true. I just don't, I think he is five foot five. I don't think, he, I think that's a lie. I think these short players, I think, it, you know, I think they, well, that, it doesn't That's the only, only bit of research I did before tonight's podcast. Boyd's
1: excuse of never making it as a professional for only being five foot Yeah, six I think the, the lyrics I'm should leader. actually,
2: I, when I first heard the song, I thought the lyrics were and should probably be, I'm only five foot high. That's, that, you know, he's tiny. I Who mean, is the,
3: I can't remember his name, the the defensive midfield player that Chelsea had under Mourinho. Kante. Uh, no, 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 no. Macalale? Go- Macalale. Macalale, yeah. He was a similar build, wasn't mm. he? He was a very short yeah, guy yeah. and was probably the best there was in that position at that time in the world, not yeah. just in the, the Premier League. So there's definitely a place for that kind of player.
1: Yeah, what, absolutely. Five foot six as well. Oh, right. I know yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, One metre 68. Yeah. Has any football Same ever... Height.
2: Has any footballer ever admitted to being less than five foot six? Like Dennis yes, yes,
3: Brian Flynn. Really? <laughs> do you remember Brian Flynn yeah, at Burnley? Cool. I do remember. He Brian was about Flynn. five foot one, wasn't he?
2: What was he officially though? I'd be fascinated.
3: <laughs> Josh is yeah. on the case already. I,
2: you- you know, I remember reading
1: an article about the smallest sort of, you know, professional footballer. Shakiri's got
2: to be—he's tiny. He's, Shakiri. Yeah, small, yeah <laughs> There's
1: a Qatari footballer who's five foot one. who's oh, played nice. Professionally in Qatar. Nice. Um, definitely I- not Peter Crouch. Okay. Um, <laughs> Look, who, who's got a terrific new podcast, by the way? Not is it terrific? Here, but, oh, have you not? You I haven't listened to no, Very good. No.
3: Who was the uh, the guy at uh, Coventry? Terry Gibson was very oh, yeah, very he short. Was short. Yeah, yeah. I short. remember one time when they played against United, and he was snapping away at Gordon McQueen, who was about uh, six yeah. foot six. Yeah, <laughs> and he came um, up to about
2: his his navel. While Josh is looking, we'll take a short break while Josh is looking up short footballers, which is very very important <laughs> and interesting. And we'll be back after this.
1: The Footballistically Arsenal podcast is sponsored by Labrooks, And if you want to check out their
2: great offers, you can go to bet.arsenalpodcast.net. And we're back. Josh, any news <laughs> on, on particularly Shakiri? How tall is Shakiri? I'm going to look at myself now.
1: Uh, what? How, how tall is Shakiri? Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't have that to hand, but I.
2: Uh, By
0: the way, I'm sorry I'm, for I'm starting absolute, off this, yeah, this line. Like? No, no, it's very interesting. He's, he's
1: one m sixty nine, which is apparently where it becomes five foot seven. So is this not. So this, I'm is right. What I'm saying yeah, but they're all 168
2: lying. Is they're five, all lying.
0: We just got Shigeru to think of some is new m- lyrics. Minute. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, he comes from Essex. Never let the people. facts get in the way of a good song. song. He comes from Essex. Is only five foot six. No, I'm
3: kind that's, of rhymes it a bit. Yeah. It's not, not a great song. No, 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 and not true either.
1: But yeah, he covered, he covered a lot of ground. He's got a, a
3: bag it for it the part. tricks. He's only five foot six. No, that's good. that's
2: good. 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 Very good. He's good a Anyway, more importantly, <laughs> let's talk about Urza. Mesut. Oh. So um, I got a message today from um, Dermot O'Leary, uh, sometimes of this very podcast. Um, and he said uh, he would listen to our last podcast uh, today. He's catching up. He's a busy man. And he said we feel, he feels a public apology to Urza because we were all quite critical of him and just remember because against Fulham he didn't play and it was our best performance of the season until the second half yesterday so we did you know and I feel like I'm quite critical of him sometimes and last night again Sunas you know they're all but I feel it's I, I'm happy to apologise but equally I do feel that when you see how brilliant he was in the second half last night doesn't it then partly lead you to think well why is not he doing that more often isn't it fair to ask that question
0: yeah, like, I mean, I, I I love him. I think he's a brilliant player, and um, some of the stuff he does. And the, my definition of why he's a brilliant player is that he does stuff that you can't really see anyone else doing. <clears throat> why doesn't he do it on a regular basis? I think comes a variety of stuff. I think his sort of brilliance is that is that flitting brilliance, some mm. of it. And it was it's hard. That's that's his nature of where he comes. I think maybe his heart hasn't been in it as much as it should have been, and I think it certainly seems to. He was certainly in it last night and running around as much as I've ever seen him run around. And then you've got to have a team that's humming and playing. Is is not a player that's going to be brilliant in a scrapping team and a right. team that isn't playing well. So I think the better other people play, it yes. draws out the best in him. Well, he's not a player to necessarily pick a team up by the scruff of the neck and then do it. Yeah, um, isn't
2: that the problem? That part of the problem is, and that's not. That he's just not that kind of player. So if you like the other big kind of mercurial talent If you like Eden Hazard who's having this extraordinary season now he actually can pick Correct. the game by the scruff yeah. and change it and I feel like Ursa wasn't even doing that last night he was kind of he was being so brilliant and skillful and fluid and do, as you say doing incredible little touches and feints that it, it did transform how the way we were playing but not in a kind of not in a kind of almost visible, powerful way.
3: Azar, I think, is probably the best midfielder in the Premier League. He's always at the forefront of a game, or virtually always. I think Ozil too often is on the periphery of a game. I think he's a hugely talented footballer, but he winds me up. And I don't think there's any excuse for... And some players appear to be laid back. You get it in all sports. I want to see Ozil perform as a as a main player against Liverpool, against Manchester City, away from home. Yes, I want him to do it at home to Leicester and at home to Fulham and whatever. But to me, I can't, honestly, I cannot remember since he came to Arsenal, one starring display he's put in against a top team. I I really can't. Odd moments, yeah, but not a dominant display where you came away from the ground thinking, geez, he played well. I can't think of one. Josh <laughs> can you
1: look, there's no question I, I, I need to come up with a, a few examples because I think there have been some, some certainly some of the games at home I guess you know we've had five seasons of data yeah. to look back on where you'd go he has you know he has played relatively well but there's no question but is, is that kind of more a sign of how well we have played as a, as a club against the big four or the big six over the last five years we just barely win we barely win any of those games and you know but he can still assert argument, himself in a poor team can't is he to look at our best player and go you know, well he didn't show up i guess it's, you know we we just haven't found we haven't found any victories is that because he hasn't you know had you know the right uh you know environment around him i don't think we can we can say that i i think there's got to be a level of excitement of him not playing for germany for us as arsenal fans this year because if he's going to do six mm. eight less games mm. he's not going to do travelling anyway he seems to get every third or fourth arsenal game off for being <sighs> unwell yeah so he's get it. it sort of should bode that it this should could bode. be his best ever season it for us it should arsenal. bode well
2: and also uh, the other key wasn't it thing last night is he playing in the in his preferred position i mean he has been playing him out, you know, in that kind of slight wideish. Well, it not- seems
1: like only six weeks ago we weren't quite sure, <coughs> yeah, what his role this season was, yeah. was going to be. Yeah. And, and he's, you know, the manager's undeniably back to me going, "No, yeah, you're my best. You're, I think, you know, pretty much one of my best players. I'm going to play you in the best position." And if that means people like, like a Bamiyang being on the bench seemed, you know. But I don't think it, it should mean that.
2: It. It's annoying me this whole thing. I well, th- I think he's decided where his priorities Jamie are, Carriger. and it means playing Meza Ozil in the position he is. No, for, yeah, but you can play absolutely. So the priority should be. Mesut Ozil, in that number 10 position, or Bamiyang and Lacazette can still play in front of the, him in that number 10 position. You can't, You can't. Or we'll just um, play straight two up front. Straight two up front. Yeah. And, and which and, they did against Fulham. Eh? They did I against know Fulham. Ozil have been play, but no, they still but, play No, but uh, Wobi and, you know, whoever. Yeah. You don't need, the player you, for me, the obvious player you don't need in this setup is Mkhitaryan, and I feel like... I thought he's, it's trying to get him into the team that's causing most of the problems, and I'm, I'm not blaming him. I'm not slagging him off. He's a perfectly decent player, but he's similar to a, he's even so. He's like for me, he's got the Urso issue that he disappears from games quite a lot and doesn't assert himself either. But he's not anywhere near as brilliant as Ursula is. So he hasn't got that. So at least Urso has got that innate brilliance. That I, when it comes together, it's fantastic.
3: I think it is. I mean, I think you put your finger on it quite well of how important it is to have players playing where they want to play. And I'll tell you a great example of this, and you were talking about Mourinho and United earlier. Alexis Sanchez, since he's, since he's gone to Old yeah. Trafford, has been a shadow of the player he was yeah. at Arsenal. And I think one of the reasons for that, or there are two, one is I think he may be a player that's better as a bigger fish in a smaller pond. However, the other one is, he's been told by Mourinho, you're playing down the left mainly. At Arsenal, he could go wherever yeah, he wanted because Wenger yeah. knew he was the and yeah. You can want to go there, fine. Come back here, great. Yeah. And it's fascinating, isn't it, to watch him... Looks like a different player at Manchester United when he did it with us.
0: Absolutely. I think the other thing about Ozil, the enigma that is Ozil, is other players. Is that for him to look good, other players have to tune into his wavelength. And if they're not tuned into. Ozil FM, yeah. then um, he doesn't look as, as yeah. the same player. A I mean, lot of things
2: have to... Correct, you look at that, yeah. that,
0: that the, the second goal when Bellerin finds that space. If Bellerin doesn't make that run, Ozil yeah. plays the most beautiful ball, which is wasted yeah. if if actually Bellerin has done that. For that final goal, I mean, he did an amazing dummy, which then the ball went through to Lacazette, who played it back to him, and then he dinked yeah. it over. But you look at that dummy, you look at Maguire's face when he does that, he mm. sells him that dummy. Yeah. Maguire looks completely yeah. gormless I mean he does anyway but he looks <laughs> even more he looks even more gormless so but his but Lacazette was on his wavelength, Yeah so I think oh, I,
2: I think that there's a whole Lacazette Ozil thing going on I think for he other loves players, it. as long as yeah, the other yeah, players
0: yeah. tune into to Ozil I think he can be oh, brilliant and when they're not he looks just I think you're
3: absolutely dead right, Graham. But one of the things that I do also think, which doesn't get explained by that, he still does it, not as much as he used to when he first came to Arsenal. He's in a challenge with someone, they win the ball from him, he ends up on the floor, and he's mm-hmm. mewing at the referee for a free kick. And I'm thinking, it's not a free kick message. It, it might be in, when you played in Spain or whatever, it's not here. So get up and try and win the ball back, rather than just like sulk on the floor. And that's got nothing to do with other players. That's a, That's an attitude, an individual mm-hmm. attitude.
0: It's got a few mannerisms that are frustrating, and his body yeah. language is sometimes. Uh, yeah, a bit those things I feel.
2: I mean, he is very. He has got that arrogance and that kind of slight. He gets annoyed, I think, when when those players, whenever, when as you as you're saying, all the other players aren't playing to his level. And I think that when they when they clicked as they did last night in the second half, then he's suddenly like looks. He's literally smiling and happy, and I mean, not just the fact that he's playing well and scoring.
1: Yeah, maybe some. Against the better teams, they're, they're better at dealing with him. Now, I mean, even if you catch Bruce Michael's interview after the game yeah, last night, he, it was an interesting one yes. because usually you expect an opposition player to some, You want to put your hands up and go, you know, t- terrific skill. Sometimes there's not a lot you can do. And actually, it was like, we gave him space. What do we expect? And it was sort of almost self-critical of it his was, team. It was, yes, it was.
2: Of course it was, yeah.
1: And, you know... yeah. When you give Ozil space and he had the opportunity last night, and some of the balls he just played, the, the one for Bellerin, i mean, no, no one else in our team, I think, is going to is going to do that ball. So, you know, for, for, for you know the negatives that come sometimes with his performances, and even when people used to bring up those stats about him being lazy and not running enough, that was largely unproved in terms of the amount of running he mm. does during the game. I think you know, it's his style it's, it's his it's demeanor. Never been
2: like, yeah, it's never been about laziness for me. It's just always been about. It's just when you. It's just literally for me when you see how brilliant he can be in the in in the and and it and it does take quite a lot for it all to to kind of help him be as brilliant as he can be then then it makes the when he's not and when you don't and when he's you know he clearly doesn't play at that level for all kinds of different reasons it just makes it incredibly frustrating yeah, and the
0: thing we get frustrated with i think as fans just talking about it is he's not that player that that can do it all by himself he needs a team yeah, to play with yeah, that's right, and a Burkamp yeah. if we were playing rubbish a Burkamp would do something yes. else. or on real, yeah. whatever and areas could do something yeah. and the game's changed but, 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 but by the way it's, it's still not quite he, that he needs other people to, yeah. to 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 play that yeah. off with but
2: having seen how well he can do last night i'm now like right you know let's let's, let's well, stick with that that gang that ended that, that played brilliantly in that second half for me, and I don't care how whatever team brilliant team, I feel like against Liverpool he can't be cautious because Liverpool Liverpool themselves are the f- absolute proof that you've got to stick with your brilliant. And I know, and I did admit in the last podcast uh, that when I say play your best players. I, what my slight and I said in the last course, I changed my mind and you should, you've got to work out a system and knits them together I now feel that, you, that actually our best players are the ones that can be best knitted together and I don't include Mkhitaryan in that anyway Josh
1: I think you got to, what Trevor was saying earlier. The, the tests are to come, and the test part of mm. that is whether Meza Ozil is going to yeah. going to do it. Because if we are going to beat Liverpool at home, I'm yeah, sure but will Imagine it will be Meza Ozil having a of course a game not, we tell, wouldn't it? We're if, not
0: really taking each game as it comes,
1: are we? By going on to Liverpool, we got another two games.
3: In that's only only one. Well, one one league. No, but I'm game talking about.
1: Me. I'm talking about. You know, because you're talking about. Uh, you know, Arsenal firstly having to deliver against it, which has been. You know, the, under Arson in the last couple of years, we were very good at beating teams below us and very bad at beating anyone around us or above us. Mm. So, no, not last season we weren't. Mm. If we're well, yeah, it gradually got worse. <laughs> we didn't win before. an away game. Um, uh, yeah, I remember. I went, yeah. I went. to too many of them. Yeah. but you know, it, it, you know, it, against Liverpool, I think that's the first test. And look, Asuness for all his. I'm not he's not usually the biggest fan of Arsenal. He he was right. He said, "Look, December the fifth, after we've yeah. been away at yeah. Man United, that yeah. is when we can tell yeah. how but, good this team are." Yes. Because if we carry on the last ten performances in the next ten, which I think Trevor, you know, who's a, a, a from the betting world and a stats man. We're not going to get away with it. If you say, "Have Arsenal had more luck and more fortune with or this year?" It's sure as hell with us. You can say, "Oh, Chelsea, we played quite well and we ended up losing the game," but some of these, you know, games that we've got to win. So we're going to have to improve. Um, and you know, but on the that plus be a big side, big players delivering.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But on the incredible plus side, apart from the ten games we're winning, we've scored two of the greatest team goals in consecutive league games that you've ever seen. And I'm not. I know, I'm not even. I, I just think how how you can just want to watch those goals the, was last night's even better than the one against Fulham i
3: uh, I think the one against personally I prefer the one against Fulham, but you could imagine a coach. With a load of you know under 16s at an academy, sticking that goal on a screen, saying, just watch this and just watch what every player involved in it contributes. And it, it's just a masterclass, isn't it? Yeah. From an, every single player, it's not just a little pass, it's something that creates an opening, mm. a magnificent piece of skill. Obviously, the finish was fantastic. But yeah, I mean, brilliant. But then we did that. Do you remember uh, Wilshire's goal against Norwich? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we've always had that ability to score that. that was those. a long time ago. True. Now true twice true. in two games. Yeah, um,
0: twice. And, yeah. And, and people, out from the back. Yeah. And that both started with a keeper right. as well. You can you say know, it as much... Is, which people, is Emory's yeah. trademark style of football.
2: People can, oh, Of course, we had some incredible team goals under the previous regime, But it was a long... I feel it was a quite a long time ago since we scored two goals like that. And, and, and we had a few other moves in those games that could have led to incredible team goals as well. So I think it is... It definitely... And what, what was so brilliant, apart from the joy of the skill involved... And just how fantastic both of those goals were is is showing other teams because for a long time now I felt we've had to live with the fact that Spurs, for example, playing been playing better football than us most of the time in the last couple of years. Now I feel like they're not only are we above them in the league, you know, we're playing better football than them. You know, at our best, you know, when we when we put it all together. And playing better football definitely playing better football than Man United, but almost it when you know, when we're stitching it together, we're playing some of the best football around. And that is that's you've got to sit back and go you know, and I'm not just saying this as, as <laughs> to go back to the Arsenal Wenger issue, but the thing that definitely the you know be careful what you wish for, what you wish for Brigade were going on about was oh you know Arsenal Wenger, Wenger ball has been you know a dream for years, but actually, he's doing it. He's knitting together this team to reaching poetic heights, and I think it's fantastic. It'll Be interesting
0: to see. I mean, it seemed last night that there were more bums on seats there as well. Um, Than there was certainly in the latter part of Wenger Wenger era. People, I mean, I was, I was, I was actually, I mean, being a season get older for forty odd years, I was like really excited to go to the game. I generally want to go. It was cold and it was a bit, yeah, but I I was like I couldn't wait to go. Whereas last few years, I was pretty indifferent.
2: And I think you know, there's a palpable sense of of the the, even though obviously a lot of us are uh, are still going on about Wenger and you know trying to prove ourselves that we were right all along on both sides. (laughs) Um, that ignoring all that, there's just a sense that everyone's excited. It just it just feels happier place, doesn't it? It does feel that way, Josh.
1: Yeah, I think there's, there's clear positivity that, that that comes with a you know a breath of fresh air. And I don't know this. Be careful what you wish for. I, I think there are you know a lot of us who are placed in my camera Shame we, we, we didn't want to call for the managers to leave them. we weren't saying there's no one better out there. We we're saying you some know, people are saying
2: that. I mean, some idiots, but they were.
1: Uh, I don't think so. And look, you know, happy birthday to the great man. Happy yeah, birthday I hope he had, had a great terrific 60-night. I think, from yeah. what I understand, someone I spoke to last week who's who's in the know, he'll be back in a job very soon. He said that, um, I think. He'll be back in the new year.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, he, so, he said, but I know yeah. he's
1: had three offers. Well. Three? I'm told, I'm from who? I thought he had at least three offers. Japan, China, it's Didn't yourself. Didn't get more inflation, but I know he's Big had clubs. offers. Big um, clubs. I tell you, who. if I, I, I was he the knows, head of the Belgian FA, I'd offer him a job. I wish him so well. I desperately mm. hope he, that he goes and it's, he, he has the same that he has a breath of fresh air and he doesn't have the financial constraint of feeling like he, you know, owns, you know, the money of the club and I you know, we'll see what he can do without his, you know, shackles possibly. Um oh. but of course look, it's amazing to have a, you know, the, the positivity. A hundred percent there were more bums on seats, just looking around the lower tier, you could barely see a spare seat, a few in the upper tier. Um, and that's healthy for the club and it's great to go and I'm going to Lisbon which we should talk about on Thursday yeah, you know, going for 11 wins in a row and it's of course years since we've you know, been talking about 11 wins in a row after we lost at Chelsea Trevor was saying before we came on air the idea that we'd have gone and won 10 games in a row would have been ludicrous we're just not quite that team anymore that can go and do that so huge credit to the manager for you know, achieving what, what he's achieved in the last 8-9 sort of weeks um, I still sort of fear it will all end up in us being 5th but for uh, as long as it goes, let's massively enjoy it.
2: I mean, that is a good question, is it? Do we really feel because our, our Danny Baker tweeted a funny um, tweet last night saying, oh, you know, good, good, uh, I'm taking the piss out of Arsenal fans, but they're all now, think they're going to win the league because they're, you know, started playing. I don't think way. we do. do no, we? I don't think we do either. But we, but some of us, I think we've got a very good chance of finishing the top four. I, I think just, we've got a very good chance of finishing above Spurs.
0: I just like our direction of travel. It's a yeah. different direction. Yeah. yeah. It's a positive direction of travel. Yeah. You know, I think the man. I, you know, I like the fact the manager that is is not. It doesn't seem an egomaniac. Is yes. always plays it down. He doesn't say too much. Love that. Maybe because yeah. he can't. I don't know. His English is still learning. But he's you know he's just letting the football do the talking at the moment and downplaying our chances as well. And is quite a humble, quiet guy.
1: Yeah. He, what I like about him in all his interviews, I don't know if you've noticed this, but he always says like if it's morning, it was a. Good morning. Before he starts, yeah. <laughs> or Good evening. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I love polite. his interviews. I
2: said this in the last podcast. His interviews are the greatest non-interview interview. interviews. does not say, say anything. He doesn't say anything. And you are kind of listening really carefully because his English is very staccato and and, and it's like it just not has not said anything about anything. And he he was asked some quite specific questions by by Sky last night about you know the formations and you know do, you know and he, he kind of goes why well, could play two up front I can play he just kind of talks and endless the stream of. Not nonsense, just a nothingness, really. Yeah. But that's fine. I mean, it's kind of, I'm kind of fine. He probably
0: speaks English absolutely perfectly yeah. and just uses that as a bit of a cover, yeah. not to have to get embroiled in any difficult yeah. questions. Just to, Credit
1: ju- to him. He does at least answer in English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And he uses the word protagonist a lot, which oh, I'm never quite sure what it means. That's brilliant, but he always wants us to be protagonists.
0: Just, just
3: so you know, Boyd, by the way, yeah. talking about um, Spurs and us and finishing fifth and everything, Yeah, the last ones I saw, which were yesterday... Um, so before the Leicester game But yeah. I don't think it would have changed that much Spurs were fractional favourites to finish above us But they started at the start of the season They were yeah, of course. much bigger favourites yes. to finish above us yeah. So it's, it's evened out a little bit But yeah. we're still 28-1 to 1 to win the league So that, that pretty much is a, is the, oh, a realistic yeah. sure. view of our chances
2: Sure, yeah, I mean I, don't, I, would, I, mean, I wouldn't even But I, I, feel like, I feel like we're capable of being Not this, I mean we're two points behind me right now Yeah so, But I feel we're capable of being in the mix for most of the season, whereas look, didn't we, at some point we were top of the league last year, weren't we? You know, when we—I think it's some brief moment—the well, uh, first game yeah, of the season we, we beat Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't feel like before we started, <laughs> before that, anyone before else had played. Yeah. Order, Friday, yeah. Friday, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, or, you know. But even in the times in the last few years, where where we where where we have moments where we suddenly go on winning runs, you know, it's always felt like either it was it never mattered. And it was, you know, it was, you know, we weren't in under pressure situations.
3: And all we, we always knew we could
2: never in the end sustain it. Whereas now I feel we, could sustain something, we can sustain something. Well,
3: our next six league games, three yes. of them are home to Liverpool, home to Spurs and away to United. And even two of the other six, I think, are tricky. Sunday uh, at Palace. yeah, And then we're away to Bournemouth. And they start the season pretty well. So I think the next half dozen games Completely. will tell us an awful lot. Absolutely.
1: There's definitely something in it as well. But, you know, let's say we've played... Four games, one four games and got beat by City. Played four games got beat by Chelsea. It just wouldn't have that momentum. So, in a way, you know, clearly those fixtures fell pretty nicely actually in hindsight. Let's get two free hits out of the way. You know, there's a bit of, you know, uh, patting on the back for putting in at least a better performance at Stamford Bridge than we usually do. And it's allowed us to go on this terrific run, which, you know, has got build confidence. You've seen Iwobi become, I think, uh, Mustafi. Called him the Nigerian Messi after the um, <laughs> after the game last night. Trevor overstatement Trev- that. Trevor was
2: so in full agreement with that.
3: I, I, he's not not a player for me, but you know he's young. He may improve. He's I just definitely improved. You can't bit. say he's,
1: he's not. He's been around for a while now. You can't really say. He's How long has he been? Hoping. How long has he been? Well, he's been a you know part of the Arsenal team. Or the well, Arsenal put, put
3: it this way, Josh. Are you are you crying into your beer that 26 he's twenty six games? Are you crying games. into your beer that he's decided not to play for England and he's, he's playing for Nigeria? Because I'm not, and I don't think many England fans are.
1: Well, I think if you're Calls JJ Cotcher a very, is
0: a very difficult. <laughs> I think if he maintains
2: this level of improvement, I think oh, I, I think yeah. it's all about improvement. To yeah. me,
0: he's, he's definitely a player that has flourished under under Emery and has changed his style. Has given him a boost and is mm. is a much better player
1: now than he was a season or two And 100, percent he'd be getting England caps if he was you know if he had chosen to play because you look at Danny. He will probably would have actually yeah, game time true. he's getting and he's yeah, ahead well back in. You're talking about
3: World Cup semi finalists now, Josh.
1: I, you're right. I, Iwobi <laughs> could have taken us to glory. Had, it, had Iwobi <laughs> chosen England, England might be World Cup
3: winners. Oh, the Iwobi dream!
2: Um, <laughs> let's finally. You're not off to Lisbon. I'm not off to Lisbon. I thought no. you were going. I was yeah. excited to, to ask you. Yeah, I, saw I don't you think i will No, with. we haven't sorted that out. No, annoyingly. Hey,
1: it's just still two days. You've got two days to organise
2: it. Yeah, I think I'm doing something. I think I'm hosting some <laughs> event or something. Yeah, annoyingly, not it's, it's also a five, it's 555 kickoff, isn't it?
1: It is a yeah, 555 six, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, looking forward to the trip, Lisbon.
2: And he, I'm sure
0: he'll pick twenty six degrees. It's going to be oh Lisbon lovely, Thursday. Yeah, very it's a lovely nice. city. Away from I this.
1: would say one of Europe's oh. finest capital cities. Yeah. Terrific, and that's where hopefully the big eleven will come up.
0: Yeah, yes, I think you'll see a very different side because um, I think it's a bit of a game that. I mean it matters but it doesn't really matter because we should still finish top two of our group no problem we've got to play in Lisbon at home and it's in the middle of a congested week so I think you'll get like the is the Smith Rose it'd be quite a nice team to watch but I wouldn't expect much of a semblance of the team that will mm. take uh, to the pitch at Selhurst Park on Sunday.
1: Yeah, there'll be, uh, be a mix. But um, yeah, even a, even a point, even a defeat, you wouldn't be the end of the world, would it? Because we, we are going to sail through this Europa League. Um, but he's played more serious teams than
2: yeah, I was we, say, we that, probably would have yeah, seen this yeah. time last. I so think he'll pick think a stronger team I than I think in think. the
1: context of this week,
0: having a, had a match last night and having a match it's on Sunday. It's annoying we play Monday night. Well, yeah, we got do Monday, do Monday, Thursday, Sunday. It's like a busy week.
2: It is completely. Yeah, I still think he'll pick a strong team. I think he's quite, yeah. I think it, I mean, So let's let's go for full on predictions. Trevor, what's going to happen in, against uh, Lisbon on uh, Thursday?
3: Uh, I'll go I'll go one apiece boy I think that one. One apiece, Graham.
2: I'm going to go for an old fashioned scoreline
0: and it's going to be 1-0 to the Arsenal.
1: Um I will go 1-1. I, I agree with Trevor, but I think a very credible 1-1. It will be the end of the winning run, but then we'll just talk credible about Credible or creditable? Um <laughs> Creditable, yeah, um, but it will be seven Premier League wins <laughs> in a row, and then people will be looking for the eighth Premier League win. I think that's what we'll start talking about. Premier League yes. consecutive yes. wins. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be yeah, two
2: all. Yeah, and two the two two two. Yeah,
1: are you going to Selhurst Park Sunday?
2: No, no. One for your Ultra HD. Looking forward to watching an Ultra HD 12.30 kickoff. Yeah, absolutely. Because Cellcote Spark, unlike... Is it, is it still there? Is there? Yep. Unlike Fulham. Where would you Fulham, like them to be playing? I'm just imagining they might have moved on by now. But unlike Fulham, is not particularly nice ground, is it?
1: Um, it's old school, no. it, there's Trevor never checking. any route.
3: as you go in. It's, it's a horrible, gantry it's a horrible there, I tell place you. to go, and yeah. it's a nightmare. The only yeah, good yeah. news is, if you need to do your midweek shopping, there's a Sainsbury's <laughs> right there, there so you can kill two birds with one stone there. Oh,
1: that's good, that's good. There is a massive Sainsbury's on, on the back of it. Getting into that ground is always horrible, there's no yes. room in the, uh, sort of in, around the Turnstile area, it's always very congested. I I can't make it sadly. I've got a wedding. Otherwise, I would have definitely been there. It's not your own wedding, is it? It's not. No. Oh, okay. Uh, so like, that's next, next it, summer. Right. It's. Um. I think I'm going to go two one to the to the Gunners. I think we'll carry on this these Premier League victories, and it will all be sort of built up this mm. run, heading into the Liverpool game.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be three one.
1: Palace have done particularly badly. Um, you know, especially at home this season. Yeah. Um, you know, could have gone the other way for them if milijevic How am I about pronouncing
3: that? Um, milijevic maybe we'll go with that. Um, you know right they there. were
1: a bit unlucky. I think Sunday. And I thought they. I, pl- saw, I actually. They I did, actually, did, uh, did okay.
3: Yeah, I thought they played quite well. Um, play in quite the well, first yeah. half yeah. and in a bit of the second as well. Um, they just can't score goals. I mean, yeah, so but I think can. I think uh, Zaha is going to give us. All kinds of problems. I I'm going to go very pessimistically three all because I think wow. neither side can defend. Uh, it's going to be a goal fest.
2: <laughs> that's why we do these predictions, Josh, for that kind of bold.
1: <laughs> well, I'll have, you'll have to put a pound on it now because we'll yeah. all be gutted if it is three three. Months, well, funny so, enough, I was wor-
3: I was working yesterday with a. I was doing a voiceover and the guy that was the engineer was a Leicester fan, and he said to me, "What do you think the score will be tonight?" I said, "I fancy three one." And of course, did I have a bet? Oh, no, I didn't. Oh,
2: that's annoying,
3: Ryan.
0: I, I think. So. Palace are struggling to score, um, mm. and um, we're not. And I think two nil, two 0 yeah.
2: Lovely. Well, um, thank you very much to our fantastic guests Graham and Trevor, and to Psychic Psychic Josh. And that's another Footballistic in the Arsenal in the can, Josh.
1: Yes, and we'll be back and this we'll be time back. next week. And yeah. should you want to back the three or draw, it is yeah. available at forty to one with Labrador.
2: And if anyone knows exactly how tall Shakiri is, <laughs> <laughs> tweet in. Or our players, then let us know. Thanks, bye. This is a playback media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk.
1: The Footballistically Arsenal podcast is sponsored by Labrooks. and if you want to check out their great offers, you can go to bet.arsenalpodcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.